I've become worn down from the cases. Client after client wanted a breakdown of one male character or another, and I had had enough. I needed a fresh start, something I could really sink my teeth into. I had more favored characters, Batgirl, Black Canary, Satana, but they were too tough to tackle right off the bat. I needed to start from the mother of all heroines. Still, there was no need to do this by myself. I tracked down a couple of boys who might help me lighten the workload. Who knows? Maybe they'd actually be useful. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Matthew. And I'm Shannon. And we are the DC Detectives. It's our job to go back through the annals of DC history and chronicle your favorite heroes through all their evolutions from start to every reversible finish. Um, you'll notice we have an extra voice with us today. Woo! No extra voices here. No extra... I mean, no, no extra voices whatsoever. <laughs> You're trying there, okay. Good, good shot, I appreciate the effort. So Shannon is our newest detective. We have brought her in for a woman's perspective for our new hero. Since we have finished Batman and we have finished Superman, it is only fair that we round out the Trinity with Wonder Woman. We are going a little chronologically out of order. Obviously, we went out of order to begin with with Batman instead of Superman first, but for the sake of having the Trinity, we're going with Wonder Woman next. We're going to start today with All-Star Comics number 8, which is a magazine for two months, December and January, so I imagine it is probably the start of January, um, end of December, kind of like the holidays. Like, I wonder if they took a break. They or probably if... lost two weeks. You know, starting with right before Christmas, all the way. Yeah, to I, here. I'm sure it's either a magazine for those that area because the Batman magazine was like the summer of 1940. But as you'll see on the cover here, we have actually members of the JSA who are recognizable. You've got the Spectre, Sandman, Doctor Fate, Adam Smasher. It looks like Starman, Hourman, and Hawkman seems out of place to me. So, yeah, the cover has, you know, two new members win their spurs in this new book-length adventure of the Justice Society of America, featuring Hawkman, the Atom, Dr. Fate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I miss Johnny Thunder and Dr. Dynamite in there. I think Dr. Dynamite might be the change for Atom Smasher, because the guy has Atom Smasher's hood. But I guess that's Dr. Dynamite, and Johnny Thunder is in the corner there, because I don't know who Johnny Thunder is, oddly enough. I don't know who a character is. Everybody, take a shot! And actually, I think I might be able to give a little context to when this came out. Now, this is entirely supposition, mm. but I'm going to guess late December, because this issue has an incident where saboteurs from a foreign power are conducting sabotage. However, they're explicitly trying not to have it be construed as an act of war, implying that the U.S. is not yet at war with said foreign power. In the issue itself, we aren't actively at war However, the sticker right here. Right, says let's flying. let's go USA, keep them flying. There's a little sticker with little planes on it. So my guess is that it was written and drawn before war was declared. Oh, let's put a sticker on here. Stamp. Yep. And there's also up in the top right hand corner here, DC, a Superman publication. That's referring to Detective Comics. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's interesting that they're like, Detective Comics, a Superman publication, because Superman was not detective, he was in action. Um, also, Shannon, you did mention taking shots. Why don't you tell everybody what we're currently drinking, which is the Lasso of Truth, I believe? We are drinking a Lasso of Truth. It is containing lemon juice, brandy, rum? <laughs> and white rum, specifically. Mostly white rum. She had to stare at her empty glass to figure out what, what she had consumed. It was delicious, by and, the way. It really was. It's actually very good. There's sugar around the rim and everything. 
we're going to start in on the issue. Is that right? <laughs> so we're going to start in on the issue. It says, Introducing Wonder Woman. There's a big old panel at the top here with Wonder Woman running. You uh, said there's a big old... I was expecting you to just comment on the fact that it's a big old block of text. It oh, is, God. This entire issue is nothing. It's a novel. Yeah. There's a lot happening. It, this is by Charles Moulton. It's signed Charles Moulton, but I believe it is William Moulton Marsden is the actual creator of Wonder Woman. He may be going by a pseudonym currently. But there is lots of text here. To the point that this entire <laughs> issue is just the origin story. Nothing yes. really actually happens in which, this. Which is interesting compared... the last page or two. Right. Compared to Superman or Batman, mm-hmm. page and a half, maybe 12 panels of origin, and then we jump right into them doing the point, things. Superman has the one page, and Batman has a page and a half Three months later. Right. And this is, straight off the bat, the first issue Wonder Woman appears in is her entire origin story. It doesn't even, like, actually the first couple of issues are her origin of becoming Wonder Woman, being established and figuring out what her secret identity is. There's a big old block here that just says who Wonder Woman is. Would you like to read it? At last, in a world torn by the hatreds and wars of men, appears a woman to whom the problems and feats of men are mere child's play. A woman whose identity is known to none, but whose sensational feats are outstanding in a fast-moving world. With a hundred times the agility and strength of our best male athletes and strongest wrestlers, she appears as though from nowhere to avenge an injustice or right a wrong. As lovely as Aphrodite, as wise as Athena, with the speed of Mercury and the strength of Hercules, she is known only as Wonder Woman. But who she is, or whence she came, nobody knows. Bum, bum, bum! Very good. Entertainingly enough, unless you're a sharp reader, you actually won't know who she is throughout this issue either. Specifically because the only time her name is mentioned is the the very last panel. No, no, no. That wasn't even her name. It was... We are now going to call you this, FYI. Right. Uh, uh, on the <laughs> yeah. last panel, though, she, yeah. it does actually give her name as Diana. That's no, no, no. no, no, no. They no, call no, her. No. Yes. No, uh, we'll get no, there. No, we'll get no, there. It does. It does. No. I, I check this. I check this. It's the only time in the issue. Every. Continue. <laughs> so, for reference to also, for those of you keeping track of the power calculator like I am, Superman was clocked at about six tons of strength that he could lift, so you can hold up quite a mighty amount. Um, he was able to one-hand that elephant, which was detrimental to the elephant's spleen, <laughs> I believe we agreed. But as strong as Hercules, which is as strong as a hundred of our you know, strongest athletes, I don't particularly know the strength of a hundred male athletes. We're not asking which kind of athletes. They could be track athletes, they could be decathletes or lifters. Strength of Hercules is also kind of, mm, we don't know really how strong Hercules is. We're going to say that she's probably close to the strength of Superman. She does some things in here that are Superman-esque, but nowhere near the dam-fixing, bridge-saving, punching planes out of the sky level. It's also worth noting that this is, by now, two and a half years into Superman, I guess? Yeah, so he could even be stronger. Yeah, Yeah. there's been tons of power creep, because... By this point, the radio show and the, cartoon. uh, the cartoons have actually been out for a while. He's and even had his new strip, ran, too. Yeah, he's so. probably, by this point, I think he's flying. So, right. yeah. She's in the same league, but not the same level as Superman, I would say, at this point. But getting forward, actually, into the issue, we see a plane crashing onto Paradise Island, which is in the middle of the ocean somewhere, question mark? I'm assuming it's near Greece. 
Aegean, Atlantic, somewhere uh, in the honestly, Atlantic. Honestly, I would go Atlantic, uh, probably Atlantis style. That would right. be my guess, because okay. it's got to be somewhere near D.C. Atlantic Ocean, somewhere possibly Aegean Sea, we don't know. But the plane crashes, and of course, the princess, currently only named the princess at this moment, sees the plane crash with one of her friends, I imagine, um, going for a bra and skirt jog out in the wilderness here. All of them are wearing bra and skirts. It's like the uniform. Yeah, they are wearing these sort of like Logan's Run-esque outfits. Like not... Even their nurse what? staff. Yeah, they're they definitely yes. bra and skirts. They've got yeah. like what the 50s would think space wear was. Kind of like tops. Yeah, if you think Star Trek. And... Like kind of Star Trek, like the first, like one of the first episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, like the planet they go to with all the hippie free love people that are also kind of Greek. They kind of look like those people. So when we go to the plane, the princess and her friend find a man. A man on Paradise Island. This is the first time this has apparently ever occurred, uh, or at least to the princess's knowledge. They carry him back to the hospital like a baby, which is kind of the princess holding him in his in her arms. And they place him in the Amazon hospital, which seems to have glass window panes, which is, alright, cool. And the doc is just saying, I don't know, he's had a concussion, we don't know anything for, we won't know anything for days. I wonder what the queen will do with him, he can't be moved. So, Steve Trevor is crashed on the island, he's unconscious, and of course Wonder Woman decides that she's going to be the one to take care of him day in, day out. Wonder Woman decides that literally from the moment she sees the plane crash. Right. She's Every just... single speech bubble of Wonder Woman is, oh my god, we need to help them. And it becomes, oh my god, I need to help Steve Trevor. I need to give my affection and care to this man and make him better. That's right. her entire purpose. Which, when you think about how people talk about Wonder Woman being a very feminist comic is not very feminist because this doesn't pass the test immediately what is the Bechtel test there are no two women talking about anything but other other than a man for like at least six pages Uh, I don't know if it's that far but certainly that is the immediate concern other people jump in if you've got stuff that you want to say but this entire first issue does read to my mind as a a story meant to convince you of the political uh, leanings and, or the political idea ideology of Marston, uh, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is very much pro-matriarchal, uh, pro-matriarchal society. Everything would go better if, specifically, uh, we lived in a society that was ruled by women. He was a suffragist as well as a feminist. There is a difference. Um, they do go in the book I'm reading, uh, The Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lepore. Very good book. I was just reading it. He is described as a man who wants equality for women, but at the time feminism was almost what we would consider now currently rad feminism. Um, he was not in that vein so much um, oh. because his partner and wife was not that. That's interesting because that's certainly the vibe that I got from his writing is that it was a, she ra- was a radically, radically ma- matriarchal in the way that he is portraying this. But that's maybe uh, uh, radically right. yes, radically feminist, radically suffragist, purely because he was a big fan of Emily Prankhurst, who was a huge women's suffragist in England, who they actually got to speak to a lot of the men, uh, male students at Harvard, um, who 
she was not allowed on the Harvard campus, so they kind of found some place for her to speak off campus, and, like, the place was full, people were hanging out of windows and stuff, and it was mostly men going to see her, which was very interesting to me. But he's a big fan of Emmeline Prankhurst, um, his wife was a big suffragist, she was denied a lot of, uh, education at Harvard herself because she was a woman, Harvard wouldn't accept women at the time, so there's a lot of, yes, uh, pro-women, pro-women power in this. Mm -hmm. I read this as a woman being confused by the gender politics of our world. That's interesting. And I'm if that is a correct reading of his politics, then that actually does change my interpretation of the character because certainly some of the things that were the way that I had initially interpreted it went in a different direction. Okay. And uh, we can go into that figure. further. But, uh, of course, Steve Trevor is unconscious. The princess has not left his side, and the queen comes in wearing Madonna's bra from the 80s. 100%. I would also like to point out that the queen is the only one with a Grecian hairstyle. Everyone else seems to be wearing a women's bob haircut. Uh, It's not the bob. It's technically the pin curls. Almost pin curly, sort of like victory curl almost. Yeah. Uh, But everyone is wearing contemporary American hair, while the queen, queen... We're going to settle this right now. Hippolyta or Hippolyta? I like saying Hippolyta. Hippolyta? You like saying Hippolyta? What do you like saying? Apparently. Hippolyta. <laughs> okay, you like saying Hippolyta? Because it sounds like a Hippolyta to me when you say Hippolyta. And regardless, we're going to go with what you said, which is Hippolyta? Yeah. What, what are you... Uh, are you... You're looking up... No, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm doing you that You both too. are. Why not? <laughs> dueling, dueling Googles. I don't know. It might not agree with me. This could be bad. Hippolyta. Hippolyta. It is Hippolyta. Hippolyta. According to Google. All right, well. The Googs have it. It's Hippolyta. Anyway. So the queen is obviously concerned that Diana, not currently Diana, the princess, is falling in love with Steve Trevor. Because that's immediately the conclusion she jumps to when the doctor comes to her and says that she's been spending too much time with her. Or him, rather. And the queen summons her to her courtroom and says hey listen i gotta explain something to you and begins to detail in the most short story magazine way possible the backstory of all the amazons it's not even like text in panels it is a short story with interspersed panels of actual image correct weird so the queen explains that after beating hercules or Hunkyles. Exactly. He is kind of hunky. He's got a lion's hood going on there like and everything. He, he should. He should, yes, because he killed the Nemean lion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After beating Hunkyles. After beating Hunkyles, he steals the Amazonian magic girdle given to Hippolyta by Aphrodite to make them weak, and then has them sort of enslaved, ensorcelled by chains and manacles. And they become submissive to him. And she appeals to the goddess Aphrodite again. She appeals to, to Aphrodite, who is no longer angry with, angry with her because it's been long enough. Oh. Aphrodite that says, is fuck so it, all right, here. That is less fun. So yeah, she gives her, yeah. The, she gives her the, the girdle The moral back. of the story being, never allow yourself to be uh, chained up by a man. Right, exactly. And Aphrodite then gives her... The Oh, she decrees that they must always wear the bracelets as a reminder of their subservient to men and how they should never do that again. So you know how you know how Wonder Woman has the bracelets, refl- deflect bullets, right. that's where that comes from. And uh, after sailing the seas for many days and many nights, they find Paradise Island and they build their new world. 
And while they are there, they kind of have everlasting life and strength and stuff. They don't really explain that. It seems to just be that they are kind of immortal, like elves from Lord of the Rings. And Athena gives them this magic sphere thing, which ends up looking like an old CB radio. Just a big-ass radio with cathode tubes that looks like the size of a television so that they can watch the Earth evolve without actually having to be involved. Not only that, it actually is able to look back in time as well. Correct. And you'll notice that 1875 is on there twice. Right, 1875, 1776, 1941, 1942, 1300 BC. So, they use this to make their own technology... It says, and it is through the knowledge that I have gained from the magic sphere that I have taught you, my daughter, all the arts and sciences and language of modern as mm. well as ancient mm. times. Hmm. So that's why she knows all those things, which means she knows a lot of languages, which is actually very impressive, too, and a lot of hmm. sciences as well. So Wonder Woman is a polyglot. And through the magic sphere, we see what happened to Steve Trevor to get him onto the island. Nazis! Exactly. Nazis. God, Werewolves? Just... No. Not Hungarian werewolves. No not Nazi this time. werewolves. Not no this Nazi time. vampire werewolves. Although, technically, they're actually not explicitly Nazis in this. These they're are as much Germanic. Nazis as the Scarlet Horde were Nazis. Yeah, that's fair. So Actually, even a little bit. Probably more, more so, so Nazi. Because so, they're actually Germanic. Correct. Uh, but Steve seems to be kind of like a secret agent, special agent for the army, mm. for the U.S. And he is trying to uncover this plot of these men who are trying to sabotage airstrips in the u.s and while doing so gets captured by these men and put in a plane that i guess has like autopilot on it and they make it look like steve has dropped bombs on an american airfield and steve wakes up while this plan is happening and tries to shoot down the plane that was dropping the bombs chases this plane over the ocean and for hours and hours and hours until he runs out of gas over paradise island and that's where we get back from the end medias rest where Steve has not really succeeded in his mission. He's crashed on the island, and the princess believes we have to get him back now to help him finish his mission to save all those innocent people. The queen decides to ask the gods for advice, and the gods that appear to her uh, appear to be Aphrodite and Athena. And they explain, look, you have to send this American back so he can solve the mystery and save his people. So what you're going to do is you're going to hold a tournament with all your strongest Amazons and see which one of them is going to represent your people to the world and bring him back and help right the world of men. Okay, standard what you would imagine the Wonder Woman backstory would be. So of course Diana hears about this and wants to take Steve back. And she puts literally just a domino mask on. Like a Zorro and mask. not much else. It's the same... She's wearing the same outfit she was from the, the earlier bit of the comic. She's just wearing a Zorro mask and everyone's confused at who she is and uh, the trials that they have here are trying to outrun a, a deer which she of course does trying to uh, do other feats of strength and then of course we get to Shannon's favorite bullets and bracelets yes I don't know before we even get there of course she's winning she's lucky number seven that is true yeah actually there's an interesting question when did when did seven become a lucky number oh long ago uh like, long I... ago but apparently back in Babylonian times, it was 60. Hence why it's time, 60 hours, like 60 oh. minutes and stuff like that. 
that's actually really cool. Now you know. Now you know, <laughs> Bill Nye, the, the science guy. Bill, Bill, so, Bill, of course, Bill. it is between contestant 12 and contestant 7, contestant 7 being the princess. They're going to do bullets and bracelets. They have guns. The Amazons have what look like really sci-fied up Webleys. Pew, pew. And the trial is essentially, you take a gun, you shoot at this one, the other one blocks the bullets, and the other one shoots at you, and if you don't block the bullets, you lose. To their credit, they do have uh, bulletproof vests on. Yes, they do have some form of armor on, so it doesn't hurt them, which, again, uh, reinforces the point they are immortal, not invincible. I cannot stress to you enough that there is a difference between immortal and invincible. The elves of Tolkien are immortal, not invincible, because a lot of them die during the Battle of Helm's Deep. This is a stupid thing that Dragon Ball Z taught an entire generation. When they wished for immortality, everyone acted like immortality meant invincibility. It's not the same thing. So now we're going to settle this. Immortality, living forever until something kills you. Two things there. First off, I don't think it's even established that they are immortal, even. I think it's just kind of long what they are. Uh, I don't even know if it's... Well, yeah. Yes, they so say long she, Well, specifically, she, uh, Hippolyta, has been extremely long-lived. I don't know if it says anything about the others. So, of course, the princess wins at bullets and bracelets. She deflects the bullets back to the other Amazon and wings her in the shoulder. Not really a dick move, since this was everybody knew the name of the game. This is what she signed up for. Removes her mask, and the queen goes, Oh my god, it's you, daughter. How she didn't recognize her own daughter. Terrible. So terrible mother. Beyond me. Terrible mother. Who doesn't, like, just automatically recognize her daughter in a mask. Well, yeah. We also... This is one part of the Wonder Woman backstory, well, origin story, they don't even touch on, is in a land that has never seen men. Where did she come from? How is someone directly a daughter? Right. They don't cover her creation myth in this, and I'm curious to know when they do the creation myth shift because we have much much later her mother forming her out of sand and clay and then being given birth by the gods and then there is of course the new 52 version which is her being told that story when really the real story is that she is the love child of hippolyta and zeus so there is actually no man on this island how is she a daughter that's a good question of course wonder woman reveals herself to her mother and says yeah it's me i won and her mom's not pissed. Even though she was like totally like, no, you can't compete. And she's like, well, you won. All right, here you go. You win. She's got dignity. Mm-hmm. Would you like to read her naming ceremony so that we can prove Matt incorrect? <gasps> yes, I would love to. <laughs> you're <laughs> so angry about this. Uh, I can't be angry because you're wrong. Yeah, so you have, you may remove your mask, number seven. I want to see the face of the strongest and most agile of all the Amazons. Daughter, you! I knew it. I felt it. I thought perhaps, well, it's too late now. You've won, and I'm proud of you. In America, you'll indeed be a Wonder Woman, for I have taught you well. And let yourself be known as Diana, after your godmother, the goddess of the moon. And here's a costume I have designed to be used by the winner to wear in America. Get out. Leave. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. I can actually escalate this a little bit. What? What? Really? So... Here's the thing. Diana. Mm-hmm. What is Diana's role as a goddess? Moon and hunt. In Roman mythology, what's the name of that same goddess? Luna? Artemis? 
No, because Artemis is the Greek name yeah, so. for her, and Diana is the Roman name. Because apparently they decided that they didn't want to name the character Artemis Prince, and they just went to a different pantheon. I don't know, yeah, but they right. did, yeah, no, they went with the Roman name, and I don't know why. Huh. <laughs> but still, yeah, no, you guys were right. Name. You guys were right. You guys were right. <laughs> However, this is a funny thing. Oh yeah. So something huh. interesting also. And so, Diana, the Wonder Woman, giving up her heritage and her right to eternal life, hmm. I was right again, leaves... We don't par- talk about that at all. Nope. Interesting. I'm still going, yes. not only is she not granted a name in her entire first issue until the very end. Again, first issue done, and the only dialogue Wonder Woman has is, Mother, or, oh my god, Steve Trevor, I need to take care of him. So you would say, as a woman, you're not impressed. Oh my god, hashtag no. <laughs> hashtag you, no? You, I don't think I've ever heard it. you. I don't think I've ever heard you ever audibly <laughs> use a hashtag before. I feel strongly about this one. You do. That's, That's impressive. That's and I, I'm glad you have feelings for this because this is the place to dis- discuss them and let them out. Moving on to the next issue, which is Sensation Comics. Number one of January, she starts out on the cover of a new magazine still being published by DC, because we see the little DC. A Superman publication. A Superman publication, thank you for clarifying. Featuring the sensational new adventure strip character, Wonder Woman. And she is very poorly blocking bullets that weren't going to hit her. Yeah, good point. Those bullets are going diagonally completely away from her but she's moving her arms in a sort of charles steamy kind of way looking yeah she's just like what's over there like she's like she saw something interesting across the street and she's kind of just doing it absent-mindedly it's a very strange cover but it is the it's the same pose mind you the same pose as the first page of the all-star comic as she appears wow yeah it's actually the exact same pose wow good call Yep, okay. <laughs> I Good noticed these you, things. <laughs> that was unexpected. I always pride myself on finding little gems like that because there are some good ones with the Germans coming up because the Germans that Steve Trevor fights in the uh, upcoming issue that we're going to go are the Germans that drove him to crash land on Paradise Island. They are the men who were planning on bombing all those airstrips who probably presumably still have been doing it now that Steve Trevor's been out of the picture for a couple days. John? Yes. Stop being racist. Not all Germans look alike. That's fair. They don't all look alike, but one of them certainly looks like Hitler, and we're going to get to that German. <laughs> uh, also, something interesting uh, at the start of these Wonder Woman issues, like kind of like how Superman had that mm-hmm. one giant splash page that was like, this is who Superman is. Wonder Woman has a similar splash page that is always what's happening in the issue, versus the Superman ones were always some sort of feat of strength that was set yeah. to impress you, but had nothing to do with what was going to happen in the story. Breaking the hell Look at out those of the legs. Bridge. Those have to impress you already. They do. And she seems to be blocking, I want to say, ray guns coming out of Colt 1911s. No, because they're actually drawing yeah. bullet lines. That's the thing. It's, those are they red. The they're red bullet they lines. Did... They look like laser tag beams oh, coming wow. out of Colt yeah, 1911s. Right. That's oh, what wow. I'm saying. It's like, uh, someone forgot how to draw bullets. And, uh, or, hmm? they were really well, far advanced in their technology. These are German... And have moved to laser rays. Laser, German laser rays? Nazi laser rays, perhaps? Yeah. So, picking up, 
uh, Wonder Woman is taking Steve Trevor back to America in the invisible plane. However, it is called a silent transparent plane. Uh, while she's flying, he is apparently, there's enough room in the cockpit next to her while she's flying to have Steve Trevor. Uh, Marsden and whoever drew these have no idea how planes are constructed. Just in general, because there's no room in a cockpit for just a gurney next to the pilot. They're not like cars. There's no side area. That's why you make it invisible. Think of all the things you don't have to draw. That's a good point. Oh, wow. So, laziness aside, drawing an invisible jet means that they don't, know how, they don't have to know how the interior of a jet works. Wonder Woman flies to D.C., because apparently that must go to, it obviously must be from D.C., and lands at a barn that just a field on the outskirts of Washington, stashes the invisible jet inside the barn, which would be weird, because what if somebody comes by and tries to put something else there because it's invisible, because it would look like there's nothing inside. She picks up Steve Trevor, and she races swiftly to Walter Reed Hospital. Now, this is something that I found very interesting that this is going to keep coming up, for me at least. Wonder Woman consistently references, not the character, but, well, sometimes the character, but the comic itself consistently references real-world things, other than just cities and states. Walter Reed Hospital being one of them. I'll show you another one that happens in this specific issue that is a very real thing that is really strange to me that Wonder Woman would know and reference. But she takes Steve Trevor to Walter Reed Hospital. She drops him off and just says, uh, this guy's got a concussion. See you guys later. And just drops him off and leaves. And all the doctors are like, uh, what the hell? And she says, I'll give you, I'll send you a full report sometime. Bye. And bails. Meanwhile, while she's waiting for Steve Trevor to recover from a brain concussion, she just decides to do stuff. And goes outside and she's like, oh, okay, well, I want to check out what the world looks like. So I'm going to go to the shop and see what dresses look like. And then there's all these old biddies. No, no, no. I want to go shopping is literally her first course of action. Okay, you said it, not me. So, yeah, that's fine to say now. Because if I had... Let's go to the mall. Oh, Robin. Wonder Woman decides to go shopping and there's all these old biddies who are disappoint- who are disapproving of her clothing. And all the men are like, puh. She looks awesome, because men are pigs. And while Wonder Woman is just taking in the sights of DC, she hears a bank robbery occurring, and hears screams and gunshots, and she jumps into action, and basically uses her bullets and bracelets technique to just deflect all the bullets and beats the crap out of these uh, criminals, throws them around, knocks them out. When the cops show up, they go, wait, we want to ask you a few questions. And she responds, some other time, and I'm on the Quiz Kids program. This is the second reference to a real-world thing. The Quiz Kids program was a real program on radio and, I believe, television that was just a bunch of kids answering quiz questions. So, one, how does Wonder Woman know about that? Did the Magic Sphere have cable? Or the equivalent of whatever 1940s television programming was? I'm prepared to believe that she chose to use some of the time on the Magic Sphere to catch up on uh, pop culture. Okay. I'm just I'm just enjoying the idea of... Uh, All the Amazons sitting around like, having huddled, popcorn. Huddled around yeah. eating pita and, you know, hummus. And just Let's being watch like, the next episode of The Bachelor! Yeah, Quiz Kids! Guys, Quiz Kids is on! And they're just like they running... They have access to... Uh, various pop culture programming for every country in the world, right? Correct. So, like, it, does it just rotate between American programming, next day Russian, well, they next understand. day German? Let's, let's be languages. real. The Russians don't have pop culture. Oh. oh not at this stage of the world. Not, until, fair, not sure. until at least the 60s would they have pop culture. Regardless, 
Wonder Woman stops this robbery, says, next time, ask me questions on the Quiz Kids program because this woman is going to be on the Quiz, Quiz Kids program. It's like, are you smarter than an Amazonian? <laughs> and she bails. Probably not. Probably, oh, God, no. I would not be anywhere close to I imagine she's smarter than Bruce Wayne. I'm gonna go out. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go out and yeah. straight up say she's probably much more educated and smarter than Bruce Wayne. The one thing I might be willing to say that the new movie got right. Anyway, a man witnesses these fantastic feats of Wonder Woman's and chases her down in his car, and we get basically five, six panels of her just outrunning a guy in a car, where it's just saying she's running faster and faster and faster. Eventually, she's running sixty miles an hour. No, no. Faster than 60, and then she hits 80. Okay. Here's the thing that he bugs catches me. up to her at 80. The thing that bugs me <clears throat> is that it specifically says that she is running at 80 miles an hour, and then immediately says at her mile a minute pace. No, even I know that's wrong, and I'm not a math person. I'm so, glad you acknowledge your faults. So, this is an interesting PowerPoint power calculators. Get your calculators out. Superman was faster than a speeding train. Which I kind of clocked in the 1938-1939 range. I uh, guesstimated at a certain type of train at over 50 miles an hour. Granted, we're still waiting for someone to well actually us about the calculation of Superman stopping a bullet from 15 feet away halfway between two points that are three feet apart when one of them is a bullet. It's also worth noting that that's uh, a sprint rather than an endurance run. Correct, but also that's when you can sprint that far, you don't really need to be worried about how much you get winded from that so she's very very fast almost superman fast she's not quite superman fast yes back in the 1930s correct a train could reach a top speed of 112 miles well 112.5 miles per hour so it's possible for superman to have run that fast um and to outrun one so we're gonna say that superman can probably clock out at over 112 jogging because that's him just racing between the trains in several of those situations that we encounter in the comic. We also know that he can stop a bullet, so he's much faster than 112 miles an hour. However... Wonder Woman can block a bullet. Yeah, she yeah. can block a bullet. So she at least has the brain capacity to process the information visually seen by her to understand where mm-hmm. she needs to put her bracelet She's to block it. Reflexes. So that's also very fast. Um, she's no slouch when it comes to speed. She's smarter than Superman, almost as powerful as him. At least 1930s year one Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy catches up to her and eventually gives her an opportunity. Says, hey, look, would you like to go on stage and do your bullets and bracelets thing and make money? Well, she's waiting for a man to recover from a brain concussion, to which I have no idea how long that would take to recover from because I'm not a doctor. So she says, hey, why not? Let's make some cash. What does she need cash for? Because she needs to buy clothes to look pretty for her man. Obviously. I didn't say it. You did. It would be worse if I had said it. Yeah, well, but since it you're... might not be worse if you said it the way I said it. Oh, no. <laughs> it was not... Yeah, it just... Your commentary on the sexism, uh, sexism of this has more grounds than mine. It's taken more seriously <laughs> from you. Um, I don't know, like, what she necessarily needs the money for. Like, shopping, yes. I think what it realistically is, is it's not that... She wouldn't dress up for Steve Trevor. It's more that there's never a point in the narrative where that comes up. and She never dresses out of her nurse clothing for him. So, I, I fully agree. Mm-hmm. Like, half of this shopping comment is me being farcical. Mm-hmm. 
Especially but, because in this issue, she's not holding on to any of her money. She's literally earning it and being like, whatever, like, mm-hmm. you hold on to it to this person who's basically gone, hey, want to take this to the stage? And so who knows what she's actually spending, yeah. would and want then she, to spend it at on. The, at the end, when she actually, like, has something to spend it on, she just gives it all away and then moves on. I imagine Diana is actually probably spending it on stuff kids would buy food excitement and things like it, it, like amusements coney island yeah like if this and were new, if, to get to coney island. if this were new york she'd be going to coney island because she's trying to experience mm-hmm. the world she's been watching it she knows mm-hmm. cursory culture she knows history as it currently is so none of this is really phasing her other than the amusements Possibly people, food, and fashion. So I imagine she's going to spend her money on an apartment, unless she decides to live in that barn with the invisible jet. Food, because she's probably trying as much food as possible, ice cream, candy, any kind of weird American food, and clothes. Because she doesn't, she realizes she needs to blend in at a certain point. Because it is very obvious that dressed like Wonder Woman, she stands out. While that doesn't concern her, and there really isn't a need for her to preserve her identity. Only comes up in the next portion of this issue. So we're going to move on from she's doing this bullets and bracelets act. And then she reads in the newspaper that Steve Trevor has officially woken up from his concussion. He is a big fucking deal. It's a huge deal it's... that it's in the newspaper. And it takes up an entire damn page. Yeah, Let that's... the record show, like we've called out before... People in comics are really irresponsible with their use of space. Yeah, uh, ink costs money. You would never make a headline this large. <laughs> so uh, she yep. sees that Steve Trevor is awake and basically just quits her stage act of bullets and bracelets. And this guy's like, ah, oh, you can't do that. And she's like, no, I gotta leave. Making more money doesn't interest me anymore. I'm sorry, but I'm through with the act. The guy basically says, I can't hold her. She didn't sign any contract. When I think of all the dough we could... Dough? Say, I got her dough that she told me to hold for her. Hmm. This guy was treating her pretty... Albeit shittily because he didn't make her sign a contract and basically took all of her money on good faith because she told him to hold on to it. Was treating her very good until he realized, I'm not getting any money out of her, I guess I'll screw her over. Tries to skip out with her money. She comes back, finds that he's leaving, jumps out a window to catch him... And holds his car until it basically just can't go anymore. She pulls him out, throws him on a telephone pole, takes just her money. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take all of it, just her cut. Which literally is just one handful. Yeah, a stack of money. Which, 1940s cash? That's probably a good sized amount of money. But we don't know how much he's paying her. It could be a dollar per he previously whatever. had a full duffel. There's a whole duffel with still yeah. money kind of poking out of it. And she just... Takes her share. Takes, let the record yeah. show, this is something that I find interesting. Compare with what Superman would have done. Because Superman, like 1938-39 Superman, would not have just like put him up on a telephone pole. He would have humiliated he this guy killed in him. some way. He would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> he might, he... So Wonder Woman does humiliation, which we'll definitely get to later. Yes. But well, only <laughs> yes. to women. Yeah, she only humiliates women. That's interesting. Sometimes not even her. She gets other people, yeah. other women to humiliate women. Yes. Huh. Don't worry, we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, no, no, that's that's actually a very good point. So, 
Wonder Woman uh, leaves this guy to hang on the telephone pole by the back of his jacket. She goes up to the hospital where Steve is, and she sees a woman crying outside the office or the hospital, and she says, can I help you? Uh, and the woman basically says uh, that her fiancé just got a job in South America, and he can't send for me because the salary is too small at the moment. And Wonder Woman says, hey, you and I look kind of alike. Here's a bunch of money. If I take your place, nobody knows the difference. You can go to your... Uh, fiance in South America live happily ever after and I can be next to the person that I'm obsessing over. Oddly enough, that works. Yeah. So, she just dresses up like this woman. What I find very interesting and I think this is just something to point out, this woman's nurse cap mm-hmm. is a cap. Wonder Woman's is kind of a crown. Yeah. Ah. Well, well then. Good catch. <laughs> Roger that. <laughs> I mean... No. Steve, Steve that, that? Trevor that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad someone got on that. So she basically begins to take over care for Steve Trevor. We don't know if she has any medical training. Granted, she did help the doctor initially when the doctor was helping Steve Trevor, so she probably has some cursory knowledge of keeping him. And she things. does say that she is a trained nurse. Okay, well that's fair. She takes care of Steve for a while, and then Steve apparently reads a newspaper. And apparently wherever Walter Reed Hospital is, it has a very high view of the Senate building because the Senate building is really, oh, wow. yeah. it's like, okay, it's like the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Whenever, or, or the moon when it's night. Yeah, or if you've got a moon finish. <laughs> yeah, and the George Washington Monument's also in this picture. Thank oh, you for wow. pointing that out. <laughs> wherever Walter Reed Hospital is, it is right above. In the middle is of it in the Shield day. Helicarrier? It's just like floating around. Yeah, no, it, it actually looks like it's at different a- heights, too. It's like too. above the Senate building. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong, isn't nothing allowed to be taller than the Senate building? There's a, well, the George Washington Monument has got to be taller than the Senate I, I building. Know, Regardless, actually. Steve Trevor reads a newspaper uh, headline that we don't see and says, I've got to go, doctor or no doctor. And bails out of the hospital in his Jimmy Jams. And the doctor says, Nurse, this is your fault. you got to go find him. And Wonder Woman reads the headline and finds that the newspaper headline he found says, New draft quota called tomorrow. Mysterious enemy threatens to bomb Camp Merrick with a new poison gas, which penetrates all gas masks. Steve, immediately feeling a sense of duty, gets out of bed, goes to stop these people from bombing Camp Merrick. And Wonder Woman basically changes back into her Wonder Woman garb. Yeah, back at the barn. That's where she's keeping her Wonder Woman outfit. So she must be living in this barn with a jet. And flies off to Camp Merrick where Steve is already there going, I'm going to do air patrols and cover this whole place. And the guy says, yeah, sure, okay, we're depending on you, Captain Trevor. And Steve Steve is maintaining uh, air superiority over this base to make sure that there's no bad guys coming. And he sees the plane that he remembers. And there's a guy doing a dive where Steve mentions he must be doing 650 miles per hour. A, a 650 mile per hour dive in a plane. What? Yeah, I don't know. No. no. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up. Because uh, Stuka bombers certainly went quickly. Like a diving wing comet, the mystery bomber. So Steve notices the bomber, which is clearly the bomber from the first issue, coming back. And he starts to fight it out, you know, shoot at it. Oh gosh, oh. Matt has been encased by Cthulhu so first of all, or something. So first of all, 650 is the dive for the bomber. Matt, what's Stuka Bombers going at? Uh, when actually uh, dive bombing, apparently 500 to 600 kilometers per hour, 350 to 370 miles per hour. So half of that. Also for the record, Stuka Bombers are the ones that actually had the uh, 
Correct me if I'm wrong. They couldn't with, uh, withdraw their landing gear, so they got sirens built into them. So if one of them was doing a dive bomb, you actually heard the. Oh, those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. St- yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Steve Trevor begins to get into a dogfight with this bomber that's going 650 miles per hour like a speeding comet, which would probably kill the pilot due to the G-force. Uh, yeah. But regardless, he's getting into this dogfight. The end of the end result is. The planes crash. Wonder Woman, who, who, however, has flown to this location in her own invisible jet, oh, she puts out one of those uh, ladders that comes out from a plane that, like, you would have from a helicopter and catches Steve on autopilot with her plane, which is kind of a Superman thing that you're like, was he going to Gwen Stacy like that? But apparently hey, not. this is how I get all my men. Flying from a plane with a rope ladder? Yeah, it means I don't get very many. That is how it happened, Eddie. <laughs> that is how it happened with us. <laughs> that does make more sense. You did grab me with an air, in, in, out of an airplane. Anyway, she grabs Steve Trevor. She puts him into the plane, and he calls her the beautiful angel because Steve has occasionally been murmuring in his concussion sleep about this angel, this woman that he notices who saved him. So Wonder Woman catches Steve Trevor off of her rope ladder coming out from the invisible jet. Steve remembers her, and she refers to herself as more like your guardian angel. And they notice that the German pilot is parachuting his own way out of the plane crash, and they go to grab him. Wonder Woman sacks someone while flying past him and then grabs him. And I'm thinking, you gotta do two passes with that because the plane is not moving slow enough for you to do a sock punch grab. And she must have... Hey, hmm? are you Wonder Woman? That's fair. I don't know how fast Wonder (laughs) Woman is. We've seen her reflexes. That's true. She probably could have punched him and grabbed him and then pulled him up. So Wonder Woman punches this dude at high velocity because she's still in that plane and grabs him and pulls him up. Granted, I'm going to say that probably the G-Force alone was killing this guy because Steve mentions this devil is done for. That crash... He won't live to talk. Oddly enough. Why did you just go into a vaguely southern drawl? I don't know. I don't know where Steve's from. You do you, man. There's no, there's no indication where Steve Trevor is from, <laughs> at least at this point. So, the guy begins to explain that the, the captain is right. I die. But soon my comrades will come in more planes, more poison gas from the secret base. You will never find and dies. So, apparently there's a secret base that they, uh, that Steve knows about. And Wonder Woman helps locate it. Okay, go into specifics about how she locates it. Good thing I anticipated this and had Mother look up the secret base in the Magic Sphere before I left Paradise Island some indetermined months earlier. I'm going to say that a coma like Steve Trevor's, which was a brain concussion, at least takes a few weeks to recover from. Seems possible. Not days. Long enough... That she made a name for herself. There were newspapers. Yeah. But let's talk about, just briefly acknowledge the fact that, A, she, she had that foresight. She did a lot of the side mission before doing the side mission. Hey, power level. She grind. Yeah, she was doing some grinding. <laughs> yeah. She, mm. she tried to be OP. That's fair. And B, she knew the location of a bunch of Nazi spies without telling Steve Trevor before he got out of the hospital, or for that matter, after he had already gotten out of the hospital, but before he started this uh, air superiority mission. Hey, she's not even willing to tell Steve Trevor she's his nurse. Maybe she was trying to tell him that as a surprise. Happy birthday. So like, this is one Happy like, birthday, I got you a bunch of Nazis. Planes. Maybe she, no, she's just like, so Steve, <laughs> now that you're okay, I have a present for you. 
You went in an entirely different direction than I was going, but I like that direction. Hello, nurse. Uh, Wonder Woman and Steve fly to this base that her mother, of course, found out before she left Paradise Island. They land on the island, and they proceed to Delta Force their way to the bad guys by sneaking up. And, of course, Wonder Woman breaks all, you know conversational sneaking purposes by just busting straight up through the door like my D&D character. She came in like a wrecking ball. Yes. And this is really interesting to me. She busts through this door onto a presumably German fellow mm-hmm. who's carrying a rifle. And when we see what that guy looks like, he is very clearly Adolf Hitler. Yep. So... Springtime. <laughs> maybe this is what he does in the springtime. <laughs> So Wonder Woman bashes Hitler through a wall, who is not in charge of the situation, but she bashes Hitler with the door, and Steve smartly finds the gas masks, because he remembers this is the place where they're producing the gas that was supposed to penetrate all gas masks, but gets the gas masks anyway, gives one to Wonder Woman, and shoots one of the canisters with the gas. Steve is essentially killing all these men now. Oh wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. With this poison yeah. gas. Yeah. Right. Steve yeah. is on the board! Ding! Okay, and we're gonna count. At least six men would die because of that gas. It's war. And that's that's a thing that's important to note. We've mostly been focusing previously on heroes who dealt with... Uh, occasionally they dealt with spies, but more often it was criminals. Yes. Every, correct me if I'm wrong. I think every single villain... In, a, in the Wonder Woman stories that we're going to look at for like are the next somewhat two, militarized are explicitly enemy spies. Yes, and it's worth noting they're not in uniform, which means they can be treated however you want. Correct. So while Steve is choking these men out with this poison gas, their commanding officer throws some sort of switch that I guess blows the whole base up. But luckily, Wonder Woman and Steve are totally fine because Wonder Woman can't be, you know, knocked back by some petty shit like that. She also jumps. She does jump. Exceptionally well. Yes, she jumps really well, like a kangaroo almost. Much like what Steve says right here. Jump like you? What am I, a kangaroo? And Wonder Woman saves Steve. She brings him back to the hospital because Steve is apparently pretty accident prone with explosions and concussions. He gets back in the hospital so that Wonder Woman can resume her role as Diana Prince with her crown-like nurse hat. And many people come to congratulate Steve on solving this mystery and doing a good job. But Steve, in every instance, says that it wasn't him. It was his beautiful angel. Steve gives credit where credit is due and refuses to take credit the thing that everyone believes that he did. Which I will say is the most proactive and actual feminist action that I see from this entire comic where it's the fact that something happens and yes well Steve Trevor did start it Wonder Woman probably wouldn't have gone after it or dealt with any of it if it weren't to save my beloved Steve Trevor but at the end of the day he does acknowledge that she was what made it possible so I really appreciate that about Steve Trevor just in general Steve has always been one of my favorite characters Steve is an idealized character I've always very much liked him, just in DC, as in general, being a guy who chases after Wonder Woman. He's Clark if Lois was Superwoman, and I really like that about him. Yeah, he's very much a he's never been Lois rich- without the complications. Yeah, he's you never mean been without the roofies. Yes, Lois yeah. without the roofies. So now, after Steve Trevor has begun to 
uh, try and spread the word of his beautiful angel who has helped him in his own work, but is still getting credit for these fantastic feats of American patriotism. Sensation Comics, number two, February. Of a if, Superman publication. A Superman publication, February of 1942. This one, again, has Wonder Woman on the cover. She has been on the cover of two issues I, that she has appeared in, not on the first she's issue. She's been on the cover of all of the she issues may be. for the next... Like, through the first six months, I want to say? Perhaps. Again, we see this gigantic splash image of Wonder Woman leading a band full of all women, which is going to be awesome to get to in a few seconds. Wonder Woman is taking Steve for a nice walk in his wheelchair. They're having a nice moment together, except it's Wonder Woman as Diana Prince, the nurse. This is, again, probably the most continuity we've seen in any oh, comic. Oh, yeah. Far and away. These could be days, if not weeks, apart from each other, whereas the Batman comics could be any yeah. amount of time between them. We see... Diana Prince taking Steve Trevor for a walk in his wheelchair and these two, uh, a colonel and a major, Colonel Betts and Major Racket come up to talk to Steve Trevor. Racket. Racket and Betts. I'd forgotten about that. So Colonel Betts and Major Racket come up to Steve Trevor. They want to go see him and Diana Prince tries to head them off saying, oh, no visitors, but Steve is, you know, a man in uniform and will see every soldier who comes to him, especially his superior officers. And then say that they have identified, they, they need him to identify spy suspects. You have an ambulance, we'll wheel you to it, we'll take care of you. So Wonder Woman says, of course, I need to be with him, because I'm obsessed with him. So the men take her along, she grabs her nurse bag, and they put him uh, and her in the back of an ambulance, and they begin to go. <laughs> but as soon as they begin to start off, the colonel and the major tie up Diana Prince, and they drive them someplace out into the Vale. Uh, tra they travel into a lonely region, whatever that means. And at the gate of a deserted southern mansion, armed guards suddenly appear. So I'm going to say Washington, D.C., for those of you who aren't aware. It is near Maryland and Delaware and Virginia. Mostly Virginia. Mostly Virginia and Maryland. But they're in the south. Wonder Woman is, of course, tied up in the back as Diana Prince. And the colonel comes out, or the colonel or the major comes out, and identifies himself as Adolf Schultz, Gestapo agent Z-49 with prisoners. We find out that these are apparently German agents because the Gestapo only exists in Germany. So now we're getting very huge Nazi hints, but we're not going to call them Nazis explicitly. They bring them in to Dr. Poison. Now, Dr. Poison is dressed in a very weird outfit, basically an entire lab smock. It's, it's mm. Dr. Horrible if Dr. Horrible's palette was green and red. Oh, it's more than that. With the it's hood. also the the hood and the strap over mask. Well, the strap over mask has the same things that you would have with a mouth covering mask, but it's being used for the eyes. Thing worth noting, can you really quickly describe Dr. Poison's facial expression? Constantly in one of those weird tooth smile grins. Yeah. That's the noise that it comes to Every my mind. single I checked, every panel has that same toothy grimace. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. It's never... It's very creepy. The facial expression itself may change, but there's always that full-toothed grimace. Yes. With no nose, which makes it even worse. Oh, wow. So, Dr. Poison has brought Steve Trevor to this location to interrogate Steve with a truth serum, and Diana Prince, of course, rushes to help Steve Trevor and knocks out the two guards that are holding her. One of them says, what hit me? And the other one says, she's no nurse. She's a Jack Dempsey. Which is another reference to a real person. I recognize the name. Jack Dempsey the boxer. Huh. Next to heavyweight pugilist Tommy Ray Handley. It's just so weird to me that 
They reference another real person, a real television show, and a real hospital. Wonder Woman is The hospital is the bit that surprised me, that they're actually using existing locations. Like, calling out pop culture things, that makes perfect sense. Right. But having locations, that does surprise me. So, Wonder Woman is very grounded in reality. Unlike both Superman and Mm -hmm. Batman. There are real establishing things that make you know that this is in your America. We know that this is in D.C. Right. D.C. and also uh, how strong she is because she's referencing DC. pop culture. So, she gets to Dr. Poison who's like, what the hell are you doing here? She's like, I'm his nurse. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Just don't kill him. And, he, and Dr. Poison says, alright, fine. Here. Use the syringe. Sterilize it. And then hit him with it. She recognizes that it's, of course, a truth serum. She switches it out with a placebo, which is just, you know, sugar water. And gives it to him. She tells him. And Steve's like, smart idea. Good job. And Dr. Poison begins to interrogate Steve Trevor, who begins to give Dr. Poison a bunch of false information. And Dr. Poison then has Diana Prince tied up again. And, of course, when she's tied up, she just breaks out. She's like, this is bullshit. Turns into her Wonder Woman guard because she had that in her nurse's bag and the guards never checked her nurse's bag. Terrible, terrible Gestapo. (laughs) So she dresses up like Wonder Woman, notices that there's a bunch of guards around Steve Trevor and she's like, if I bust in there, they're going to shoot him, so I have to leave. So she goes into one of the areas, the garages of the Southern Mansion, pulls out a car and just drives it out. And the guards are like, is that Wonder Woman? And one guy's like, yeah, she must be doing a publicity stunt. No one shoots at her. Well, one guy does shoot, but she kind of blocks it with her bracelet and then that's the end of that. Meanwhile, Dr. Poison is inside explaining to the rest of the scientists that they're going to release something called Reverso into the pipes of some bases to go into the water supplies, which Reverso essentially makes everyone do the exact opposite of what you ask them to do. It's basically Bizarro formula. So it's a 13-year-old right. child. Yeah, it makes, yeah. It makes everyone turn yeah. into a, a teenager and do the exact opposite of what you want them to do. And there's at least a page and a quarter... Or a page and a third of just soldiers doing the back-ass word of anything anyone ever tells them to do. And it's really silly and goofy until the army just says, well, just tell them to do the opposite and they'll do what you want. Meanwhile, Steve Trevor is given a newspaper by Dr. Poison, who basically says, oh, look, I've put my reverso in all these camps and your people are completely immobilized. Oh, I'm so evil. And Steve Trevor is, of course, pissed off. And now the Germans say, P.S., the nurse is gone. I just want to take a moment to say... How long does it put the how long does it take to put the reverso in the pipes? How long does it take for reverso to have an effect on people? I want to say how long does it take to have a news article written about an army situation that's going on? Let's say a week, not just for the, I'd say a day for the reverso to get in the pipes, a day for it to get into the water supply of the soldiers, which means you have at least 5 days of the soldiers doing weird stuff that a reporter finds out about somewhere in that 5-day period and then they write a story about it. Wonder Woman's been gone for a week. I, I would make an argument that it's quicker than that. Just, uh, I would say it could even be as quick as a 24-hour turnaround. But regardless, at least if someone... Um, when you are an evil minion, I, this is knowledge that you can pass on. If someone breaks out of your control, you tell your evil boss right away. Yeah, you don't wait until after at least... Uh, after, day. A, after a 24-hour period, you do not wait. You say immediately. Correct. There are no, there are no like yearly metrics for evil minions. You just get that information out as soon as possible. Right. 
Um, also, I want to point out that we have the Daily Star, the Daily Globe, and now the Daily Blade has been added to What the DC, is that? Wow. That's the, the coolest DC pantheon ever. of newspapers. Wow. So the we have Daily a lot of Blade. dailies going on. Wonder Woman has gone to Mount Holiday College, or just Holiday College for Women. This is a reference by Marsden to mix the name of Holloway, the name of his wife, and the Mount Holyoke, which is the college that she went to, which is one of the sister colleges of all women colleges. This is kind of his way of nodding to her and the college that she went to. Nice. So, Holiday College for Women, Wonder Woman goes to the registrar to look for a woman named Etta Candy, who she was told by Diana Prince at some point when we weren't seeing her on the panel, that this is a woman who would help you out. She goes to find Etta Candy. Etta Candy is a plus-sized woman who is eating She's just more love. Yeah, she's a curvy gal who is eating a lot of candy in every panel you see her in. She is comedic sidekick. Why her name is it Lotta instead of Etta? Lotta Candy? Yeah. Oh. Well, because Etta looks oh. like eat. Eat a candy. Oh, eat a candy. That's even funnier. So, Wonder Woman says, Oh, I'd never have known you, Etta. Or, that is, my friend Diana Prince, the nurse, said you were a thin girl when she knew you in the hospital. Etta responds, I was thin, all right, when I was in the hospital, but after they took out my appendix, I could eat anything. So I did. (laughs) She will be played for laughs pretty much all Pretty regularly. She's the Jimmy Olsen of this. Etta and Diana discuss this plan to get a bunch of women, athletes, and athletic, strong, beautiful women. Beautiful being very important. Beautiful is very important to them. To make some sort of marching band to then go to the base, beat up these Germans, and save Steve. She basically tells them this is what they're going to do, and the women are, like, all for it. It's like, we're going to get men? Sign us up! So, the Germans are freaked out by a bunch of women... Freaked out or turned on? Probably both. Because one of them says, Was ist Blitzkrieg? And I'm like, one, that's what is Blitzkrieg? And I'm like, you invented that. Why are you asking that question? Well, there's a comma. So, what is this? Blitzkrieg? Is probably more of a correct That's probably more what it is. So, that's a little weird to me. But the Germans are perturbed and turned on by the sight of a bunch of women who are marching at them, of course. Before we start this, uh, Etta says, Heck no, but I finished all the candy I brought. Can't we wait till I get some more? Oh, Etta. Yep. Yeah, the there is weird body politics going on there. Right. How she was eating candy while banging on those drums? We'll never know. Oh, yeah, no. So, Wonder Woman, of course, convinces the Germans that they're here to have a dance with the Germans. And the Germans agree, and while they're dancing and distracting the Germans, Wonder Woman goes in to free Steve. Steve now has a broken foot, Steve which is probably from foot. the broken foot from the previous issue yeah. from the explosion. Mm-hmm. We Continuity! Just, we just never saw yeah. that, really. But now, once Wonder Woman has Steve, she says, Girls, get your man! And all the women basically just beat the crap out of the Germans and tie them down and, you know, shackle them. Steve and Wonder Woman go to find Dr. Poison, who is revealed to be a woman dressed more like an Amazon than Wonder Woman. Yep. Yeah. Specifically, Princess Maru. So, yeah. we actually do have a little bit of the axis going on. We presumably, Jap- at least Japanese coded. Yeah, she is very, I hate to use the word oriental, but she's Asian looking. But she does have that weird sort of flapper oriental look going on. And it's not good. Like, I, and... think, I think that was the whole point of the reveal was... Oh, hey, this is somebody we assumed was German. Oh, wow, that's Not so surprising. much you're a woman and also not German. <laughs> not so Nazi? Not so Nazi. <laughs> but 
the way Wonder Woman says she knew it was a woman was the delicate hands of Dr. Poison. Which, if you actually go back through the entire issue and you look at Dr. Poison's hands when they are not covered by gloves, they are a woman's hands. Oh. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't catch that. Yep. Look at this. Oh, dainty yeah. Wow. Pinkies yeah. up. And, and I went back to double check. Huh. Because they said that. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call your well bullshit, Marston. Because that's some continuity. And so that's an actual very well done early comics art continuity to do for Marsden and his artist. Of course, while Wonder Woman now has Dr. Poison uh, in prison, she takes Steve back to the hospital. Meanwhile, Etta, I don't... Now, before we even get to Etta, Wonder Woman threatens to rip Dr. Poison's yeah. clothes off and have her walk barefoot. Yeah. As a yeah. shame yeah. tactic. Give us the antidote for Reverso, or I'll tear off those garments and march you barefoot to Washington. I fear not to die, but I cannot lose face. <laughs> so, Wonder Woman now has Etta basically paddle Dr. Poison into a jail cell. And I say paddle because she's basically using a sorority paddle yep. to put her into a jail cell, which is super weird but she brings steve trevor back to the hospital and of course steve is being questioned by these reporters how did you get all these nazis and steve says it wasn't me it was wonder woman good job steve Mm -hmm. good job for not being a sleazeball and taking credit for stuff you didn't do and also trying to push for women's admittedly it's kind of played in a comedic way because it's but wonder woman did that how did you get all those nazis wonder woman did it how did you break the ring Wonder Woman did it. Yeah. It's definitely played for laughs, but it is, like, Steve Taylor as a character is very much an ideal good guy. What? Steve Trevor, not Steve Taylor. It's fair. But yes, he is played as an ideal good guy, and I think you're very much right there. So, the next issue, Sensation Comics. Oh, you have notes for this issue? I have at least one. I'm entertained by the difference in character between Diana Prince and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is very, like, I have written down Pollyanna. That's not quite right. More, like, just optimistic. Uh, not even optimistic, just, like, super uh, upbeat. upbeat and, like, why didn't you just jump faster, uh, Steve Trevor? Uh, because I'm not superhuman. That kind of, uh, just of everything touch. is kind of game, out of touch. Uh, I actually have it. Uh, I have... She doesn't understand what makes her different. Yeah. I, I have written down, like, it is fascinating to me that the first major woman superhero is also othered by the fact that she is an outsider. And very much like she gets here and she treats America like, oh, this is all kind of like, kind of childish and silly. Silly. That's the right way of putting it. But that's another thing. But then you have Diana Prince. And Diana, when she is playing the role of Diana Prince, she generally, not always, but generally winds up being kind of hack a turn kind of down kind of like one note such as i saw your wonder woman she wasn't very pretty that is her line <laughs> word for word i, know, I, know. I don't think her... she's i don't think she's very pretty i think she would be more snarky being like i yeah. saw your wonder woman she's not very pretty i kind of like like the roboticness so now that we've moved on from steve trevor and wonder woman solving the dr poison dilemma we go to Sensation Comics, number three, not March. a Superman publication. Not a Superman oh, publication yeah. on this yeah, one, yeah. but it does have the Let's Go USA Keep Them Flying yep. sticker at the bottom. This is again, I believe, 1942. We move on. Wonder Woman is again also on the cover of that one. We see a good picture on the splash of Wonder Woman beating the crap out of people with a gigantic anchor. 
And Steve Trevor tied up behind her. Right, Steve Trevor tied up in the strong female pose. Yeah. We begin this issue of Wonder Woman crying her eyes out because Steve is officially better now and he is leaving the hospital and she has no way of getting in contact with him Specifically Diana. Diana, specifically, is crying her eyes out because she can't follow Steve Trevor and Steve is like, what the heck's wrong with you? She's like, can I be like your secretary or something? And he's like, I guess. Are you qualified? No, no, he's he's not like that. He says no. I have, oh, that's right. He has a girl, Lila Brown. She's a wonderful secretary. Been with me for years. Um, So if you claim to be a good stenographer, let's see if Colonel Darnell, my chief, needs a new secretary. So he suggests that she go to Colonel Darnell and apply. Diana now has a different outfit. She's got the little pillbox hat and a blue jacket that looks reminiscent of the Air Force to me. But that's not the Air Force now because we didn't have an Air Force at the time. So she begins to take stenography notes of the colonel who is being kind of a jerk to her because he's trying to throw her a really big test to see if she's actually very good. Because um, she obviously says that she can't... To get out of saying that she was a nurse, he says, Why do you want to give up nursing, Miss Prince? Well, I love nursing, but I can't stand the sight of blood. And so the guy says, Alright, well, let's see if I can give you a dictation test. And the dictation notes, let's see if I can actually read these properly because these are actually very interesting. Disregarding the lethal lassitude of superinduced by toxic infusions of carbon monoxide following cerebral concussions caused by involuntary absorption of hydrocyanic shells explosions, cell explosion diffusion. That's all one word stuck together in the same bubble to basically appear as if she's talking extremely fast while dictating to Diana Prince during her mm. stenography test. And Diana just basically says, the smarty, he's throwing the dictionary at me at a rate of of a 160 words a minute, but I'll show him. So basically she just says, nope, I got it. And shows him and he goes, huh, she does have it. She types it all up, and he says, okay, you're my new secretary. So now Diana is now a stenographer for the military for Steve Trevor's commanding officer. The woman, who is Steve Trevor's secretary, is immediately suspicious of this, doesn't like her, and she even goes to Diana's notes and says, this isn't shorthand, it's not Greg, nor Pittman, nor any other system. And Diana says, uh, it's Amazonian. Okay, sure, yeah, Amazonian. Anyone can have their own shorthand. Right, I mean, there's specific styles of shorthand, especially, I think, for court stenographers and for certain professions like this. I think there's also a kind of preferred shorthand for a lot of reporters. Some of them have codes for words like at and the and certain other things. I know that's kind of a thing. But anyone can have their own shorthand. I think it's really weird for her to be, like, interrogating her about her specific style. Well, it's worth noting that this particular person has a reason for interrogating Diana. But it's not exactly a reason for her to be suspicious of Diana, because Diana should be suspicious of her. Mainly because the colonel soon gets an officer to come to him and say that there is someone who is leaking important information to the enemy within the office. And the colonel demands that all the secretaries be questioned, and the woman says, I think it's Diana... Because she's certainly mysterious. That's not really a reason to think she's that someone's... dark is... and mysterious. It's just like, <sighs> would you get mad at the, the new hire? Because they're just like, you don't know that her. You don't know her. You've known her for I don't know how many days. You haven't gone to lunch with her. You haven't talked to her. Office politics. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a... I don't know, that seems bitchy to me. Regardless, this woman goes to Steve Trevor and says, I think Diana Prince is a suspect for being leaked because she's obviously the newest person to come in to the organization she should be looked at. The colonel orders Diana to make a health survey of all the girls in the department. 
Your nurse's training comes in handy. I want health reports on our 247 girls take their blood pressure and give them routine tests. How many fucking nurses do they have? Well, uh, secretaries. Oh. Secretaries are all female staff, I would imagine. I feel like 247 women working in whatever armed forces location this is, is a lot of people. Well, presumably it's an intelligence organization, so it's mostly uh, desk work. So That's fair. So there's probably a lot more women like working there. Than there. Are there 247 high, reasonably high-ranking officials, like probably Captain Rahire, who actually need people to take notes? That's fair. So, back on track, Diana is... Taking the blood pressure of Lila, which is kind of a throwback to Marsden's experiments with the blood pressure machine to detect if someone is lying. Marsden was refused at using his own blood pressure machine that he developed, that he had a good, I want to say, like, above 90% accuracy with when detecting people's uh, intents and lying with it in studies, but not so much in court cases. And the reason it was refused in court was because there wasn't enough evidence in real court cases to justify using it to discern whether or not people's lives could be put in jail or set free because of it. Which is kind of an okay principle. The uh, vernacular for the legal term is actually called being fried. F-R-Y-E-D. Uh, F-R-Y-E apostrophe D. Which is the case wherein two of Marsden's students called him in to be an expert witness to use his blood pressure machine to tell if Fry was telling the truth. And the judge refused to see any of the evidence that Marsden brought in because he didn't believe in the science and said, This will probably be used in court much later when I am no longer a judge. But for now, this is not going to be used. So the term fried is in reference to having expert testimony thrown out because it has no precedence within its own sphere of influence currently at the time. That's actually pretty fascinating. There's your legal judiciary knowledge for the day. So this was Marsden's kind of jab at people who didn't want him to use his uh, blood pressure machine to detect if people were lying. So Diana is using her blood pr pressure machine to detect if Lila is lying. She begins to ask her some questions, um, just basic blood pressure questions. That would, you know, detect how she was feeling, uh, you know, if her heart would start racing if she asked her certain things. And a woman comes in during the test and says, a man is here to see you, Lila. He wants that envelope. And Lila says, no, no, tell him I haven't got it. Wonder Woman notices that Lila's blood pressure shoots up when she says this. So she begins to kind of eavesdrop on this conversation a little bit more to see what's going on. She says, hmm, her blood pressure is up another 10 points. Lila feels guilty about this envelope. I wonder what's in it. So she just goes to Lila's clothes to begin to find the envelope. Lila tries to just bash her over the head with what looks like a bottle of water. And one woman just knocks her the hell out with a swift punch. Well, yeah. She's strength of Hercules. Right. She just says, you're putting on a cute act, sister. I'll give you a, I'll give the little girl a big hand. So, Wonder Woman, now observing Lila's unconscious body, finds the note saying that plans to make airplane armor thicker is going to be carried to New York by Steve Trevor, and the spies are trying to intercept Trevor to make sure that he doesn't bring the armor plans. Wonder Woman confronts Lila about the letter. Lila says she'll tell her everything after work if she only just waits. Wonder Woman puts the letter in her own effects to kind of hide it to make sure it's with safekeeping. Now, it's Wonder Woman's turn to be observed. Meanwhile, the brass has found out that Steve Trevor is in danger and that he should be stopped. But, of course, he's left. It's too late to stop Steve Trevor, so they're just cursing their bad luck. Wonder Woman is being examined by another nurse, a woman who is clearly a nurse. Like, they've had this woman on staff. She's dressed like a nurse, but they've had Diana doing everything. Mm -hmm. So, 
Diana is found to have this incriminating letter on her person. They believe Diana is the spy. So they put her under kind of sort of house arrest. And she changes into one woman garb and just jumps out the window. She has a I am no man moment. And yeah, just kind of jumps out the window and finds Lila, grabs her, and does a very Superman thing. Grabs her and it's... jumps around with her. To be fair, she's not jumping around the explicit intention of intimidating. Her. No, but she jumps around. But, yeah, to... it's very much in that vein. She jumps around and eventually puts Lila on a park bench and just says, "All right, explain everything." Diana told me what's going on, kind of a thing. Lila explains that her younger sister fell for a German, oh, a Nazi agent, specifically a Nazi agent. Hmm. So that's who the letter was going to. And Lila had taken it from her younger sister to make sure that she didn't rat in on Steve Trevor. So Diana and Lila go to find the Nazi agent. They confront him on his speedboat because Wonder Woman can swim just as fast as a speedboat, apparently. Of course she can! Meanwhile, Have you seen how fast her arms can move? That's fair. And she water tortures the guy by dunking him into the water and saying like I'll drown you until you tell me what I want to know and he's like fine alright stop better than Chinese water torture one drop at a time that's true I would rather take being forcibly drowned than just sitting there for hours at a time having something bore a hole into my head it's also only one panel worth of torture yeah it's one panel worth of torture I guess is not awful it's Batman level of torture at this point she doesn't kill him. She doesn't yeah. kill him. Wonder Woman has Still yet no to dings. kill no dings. anyone. Well, no, we had the Steve Trevor dings earlier. No dings for Wonder Woman. Ding, no ding, 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 ding. Yeah, we had the for six Trevor. dings for Trevor. But Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman has no dings. Wonder Woman is not on the She's board. She's an angel, remember? A guardian angel. For, for a woman coming from an Amazonian race of warriors and scholars, she has not killed a single person, which probably means that perhaps maybe the educated understand that killing people is not the solution to every problem. Can I go on tension? Yes, go ahead. Of course. This is a little bit of background about my personal experience of Wonder Woman. So, I did not have much exposure to Wonder Woman growing up. I definitely read a very large amount of Batman. Uh, Superman certainly had a ton of exposure, just in general. I remember watching Lewis and Clark after... I don't remember what it was that my family watched as a kid. But one way or another, plenty of Superman exposure, even if I wasn't reading a ton of the comics. Wonder Woman... Not so much. However, definitely a a decent amount of exposure, like, as a character in the Justice League, as a side character in various other stuff, in Young Justice. But the moment that always sticks out to me, the moment that kind of crystallized, oh, this is my version of, of Wonder Woman, is the moment when she is staring down Maxwell Lord, and I will not stop, I will not stop unless somebody stops me, he says, he says that under the influence of the lasso truth, so you know he's telling the truth. Yep. Uh, there is nothing that will stop me from continuing to pursue my agenda. And she snaps his neck. Yeah. For me, that's that's Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is the warrior who accepts, no, alright, I'm very good by and large, but there are situations where I understand I need to do things. It is a war. Uh, I read the uh, New 52 the first volume. Oh, I love the New 52 version loved of Loved it. She's loved Xena. It. She's just Xena. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, even aside from that, it's the moment where, the bits where she is, here is somebody who needs to be taken care of. All right. We're going to the mattresses. She's maternal. Mom. She's maternal in every sense of the word, as mm-hmm. violent and 
uh, caregiving as much as maternal. Yep. Modern Wonder Woman encapsulates what you wish almost every superhero was. Yep. And I don't know if it's the freedom of her being a woman, and especially being Wonder Woman, so accepted versus like maybe Hawkgirl or whatnot. But beyond that, wonder modern Wonder Woman really is what we wish our Superman was, what mm-hmm. our Batman was, what pretty much every single one of our major pantheon really was. And in general, DC has been incredibly careful trying to make sure that they can't be questioned, that people have to have some reason to like them and that their morals are fine. But... With Wonder Woman, because of who she is, the perfection she sort of embodies, it has allowed her to actually show us what all of us honestly would do if we knew that that was the risk that we were facing. She's everything between Superman and Batman. Batman is an absolute of no killing, where Superman is a mildly gray area, I'll kill a parademon, but I'll never kill Lex Luthor. Wonder Woman is, no, this guy said he'll never stop. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. But I'm also going to be... Batman villains that would go down if they went under Wonder Woman's Last of Truth? And she's like, oh, bats. Batsy boo. Batsy boo. Guess what? Joker's going down. She would kill Joker, most of the rogues from Flash... Because the rogues are straight up sociopaths. Yeah. Modern slaughterers. Is someone that you can look up to and respect. Because she understands Grey. But right now, Wonder Woman yeah. is willing to it's, just dunk a man in right, water. Right, right now she's she's willing to dunk a man in water. One of the things I've got written down is that this is not Wonder Woman. No. no. This, and, like, Superman is not Superman. Batman is Batman by the end of the year that we looked at. Because Batman's this easy. This Wonder Woman is not Wonder Woman. And I think and I think it's because Batman's easy. Batman's mm. Scooby-Doo with ninjas. <laughs> so the what? question, though, is, what? while we can definitely acknowledge that this Wonder Woman isn't our Wonder <laughs> Woman, was she the Wonder Woman for her time, though? Oh, absolutely. For 1940s America during a war, a woman who is willing to be so patriotic that she would fight Nazis? Yes, a woman who was upsetting the gender stereotype, not so much. They wouldn't like her social politics, but they'd like her government politics. She's fighting for America. She doesn't do a lot of fighting for gender politics right now. Because Marsden's smart enough, I would imagine, to not rock the boat too much that this would sell. The thing that stands out to me most is that she's... Like, I used the term Pollyanna Pollyanna earlier, but it's not quite correct. Uh... So bubbly, so completely upbeat. Like, you think about Rosie the Riveter. Like, visualize Rosie the Riveter. Right. She is ready to get down to business. We got this. serious. We got this. It's done. It's not, there's no levity. It's, we're going to grind this. We're done Until the Nazis are ground under our, under our treads. Right. It's not, oh, we're going to go flounce. Yeah, we're not... We're not cute. Wonder Woman is more of a flounce. She's ethereal. She's yeah. otherworldly. Like, she's too nice. She's too happy. Mm-hmm. She's not serious. There's nothing about what she That's does. That's the key phrase. She's not serious. There's nothing what no, she's... No, she's doing everything she does right now is currently motivated for Steve Trevor. Correct. 
right now, she doesn't want him to be a spy. Granted, she doesn't want to be considered herself a spy. There's nothing yet in this entire series other than showing her old boss man that he shouldn't walk away with her, well, drive away with her money, that isn't entirely motivated for protecting Steve Trevor. And granted, we will say, that's four issues into Wonder Woman's entire existence. That's not a lot, but at the same time, for people saying, Wonder Woman is a feminist icon, this is Wonder Woman. This is the original Wonder Woman. And for saying that she's a feminist icon, there's not a lot of overtly feminist iconography or or plot points that are happening right now. She's fighting for what seems to be just Steve. If Steve was Lois and you made Wonder Woman Superman, these would be Superman comics. And that's the problem, is that there's nothing inherently that makes them unique to a woman's perspective granted again that i'll fully agree with a, again we will stress this is the 1940s it's not exactly a time when women had a lot more of an opinion or a voice mm-hmm. it's not exactly common that women are shaping the world at this point women are still being fought over by men to say whether or not they should vote one way or the other women don't actually have a lot of sway or power in this world two things and first is that as a general rule You'll note that the NPCs, the the general generic characters who anyone show up in who here, anyone who is not a common recurring character defaults to male. Still, yes, even in this comic, a red shirt. Every yeah. red shirt is a man. Yeah. So and the other thing that I want to throw out there is two thirds of us in this room right now are male. So remember that we have a certain perspective and maybe we don't catch everything but that's true this is the way it looks to us that's why i'm here boys that's why we brought in shannon because we wanted to make sure that a woman would be present when we talked about the most influential pop culture female figure in the world no the real reason you brought me in which is something that definitely didn't come into this podcast was when we were initially looking at the first several pages of wonder woman And I saw the blocks and blocks of text. Oh, God. Most of which weren't actually from Wonder Woman. Like, her. It was the narrator. It was the narrator. It was the Greek chorus. It was the Greek chorus. (laughs) Oh, God, you're right. And we compared it to Superman and Batman. And I made a horrible joke. What was the joke? I looked and said the reason we saw it was women are meant to be seen and not heard. At which point, John turned to me and went... This is why we need a woman. <laughs> yeah, no, this is exactly God, the I've reason. I never even thought, take a drink. This is the oh. exact reason why a oh. woman needs to be on the podcast. This is exactly why we're happy that Arden Lee agreed to be on the podcast and why Shannon agreed to be on the podcast is Arden because also. this is an important thing. Women deserve to be heard in this medium because this is a medium for everyone. Shannon is a huge Oracle and Batgirl fan. Oracle's my fave. And Barbara Gordon for the wind stuck in a wheelchair, sorry. Exactly. But Shannon is a huge comics fan. We wanted to show comics are not just for men, they're for everyone. So we decided to have everyone on the podcast. Shannon provides a great insight into comics that Matt and I don't have the experience or the vision or perspective to have. So we're very happy that you decided to be on the podcast for this episode. We hope that you'll be on more. I mean, you do live with us, so we're going to probably drag you in with more alcohol. But <laughs> as it stands, I mean, she's the one who made the alcohol. That's today. fair. Shannon did make all, all the alcohol. What will happen is they will line a row of 
shot glasses filled with bourbon leading into the recording studio. And I will stare the at The recording these, studio? And I will go... We're on the kitchen table right now. That's the recording studio. It, it is now. But so, we're last where we left our heroes, or heroines. Wonder Woman was dunking the Nazi spy into the water, interrogating him, and the spy basically says, after my I'm message... I'm not actually sure waterboarding was illegal at this point. I'm saying dunking. But yeah, it probably wasn't illegal. Nobody knew what waterboarding was, probably. Yeah. But after my message was intercepted, I changed our plans. Sent Eve on train. She'll trick Trevor off, <laughs> off coughs up water. Baltimore. My agents will get coughs up more water. Formula. Take Trevor on yacht. I'm coughs up more water. Meeting yacht in Chesapeake Bay. Basically, the the spy is saying that there are Nazis in Chesapeake Bay that they're ready to receive Trevor when he is taken off the train by Eve. So Wonder Woman being the clever gal that she is, sends a telepathic message to the sorority okay. that Etta Candy no, no, no. resides in. This is where in. I had to pause. I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. I went, in all of Wonder Woman's history, everything that I imagine quintessential Wonder Woman, when was telepathy part of it? Never. Fucking never. <laughs> so Wonder Woman sends a telepathic message to Etta Candy saying, get ten girls, meet a train from Washington to Baltimore Station, and keep Captain Trevor on the train. With them is a blonde girl named Eve Brown. She's a spy. Capture her. Take her to your room. Hold her for me. Hurry. Important. Signing off. Wonder Woman. And then she does that telepathically, and the girl, Lila, whose sister she is told to kidnap, is basically like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because you just stood there for like ten minutes just <laughs> touching your forehead like Professor X in the X-Men movies. And Etta is meanwhile at the sorority eating candy, like Etta does, with a Wonder Woman headband on, sitting in front of this contraption that looks basically like, I want to say, the Lincoln Memorial with a clock on it. Oh god, Wow. Well done. Thank that you. is exactly what that looks like. And basically, the front of it turns into a TV screen that has Wonder Woman touching her touching her head like James McAvoy in the recent X Men films, and saying, "Calling Etta Candy, get ten girls, meet train from Washington." And Etta's like, "Let's go, girls." Meanwhile, Etta has two boxes of chocolate creams under her arms and gets about ten girls to go to the train. We flash over to the train where Eve is on the train with Steve, and she says, the colonel sent me to identify two German agents in Baltimore. And Steve says, all right, sure, that doesn't sound weird. Because Steve's not terribly bright, but he's good at his job. Thank God for Steve Trevor. He is such a sweetheart. Right. So at Baltimore, Trevor unsuspectingly gets off the train with Eve, and he's immediately jumped by a bunch of German agents. But smartly, Steve throws the plans kind of off of the train because he's smart enough to know that, like, you know what? They can get me, but they can't get the plans. God bless Steve Trevor. He's the best soldier in the fucking world. He's up there. Eve, who realizes the error of her ways, grabs the message and bolts. The Germans are like, nah, screw it. We have Trevor. And the girls find Eve. This is when it gets really weird. The oh, girl, it gets weird. The girls... Read off the name of the sorority. <clears throat> We're going to give this to Shannon because it deserves a woman's touch. So we we have a police officer saying, "Ain't you hazing this gal pretty rough?" And they go, "We're initiating her into the Beta Lambda sorority." Beta Lambda. Beta. No, no, no it's Beta Lambda. Beta. E E. Oh, like beat up. Oh, yeah. And that's not like a that's not a a continuity error. That gets repeated, except it gets repeated wrong. The Beta Lambda. It gets repeated as Beta Lambda. Whereas right now it's Lamba. Lamba. Okay. Yeah. We're initiating They're hazing her. this gal. They're saying that they're hazing her. No, no, no. 
we're initiating her into the Beta Lamba sorority. Have some candy. Beta yep. Lamb sorority. And then she bribes the officer with candy. Because it's in the not 1940s, a, it's not a cops... Diversion. It's a diversion. In the 1940s, cops can be distracted by candy. Not donuts. Remember this, kids. <laughs> Meanwhile... Uh, Steve Trevor is on the boat with the Germans. The Germans are threatening to drop an anchor on his stomach. Yep. To be like, hey man, we're going to kill you in a very pit in the pendulum kind of a way. Nazis are hardcore. Nazis read a lot of Edgar Allan Poe. But don't worry, Wonder Woman and Ella uh, and Lila the Liar. Lila the Liar. Wonder Woman and Lila the Liar have found the boat in the Chesapeake. And they've jumped on board to the Nazi who has the best thousand yard stare I have ever seen. And it's my favorite face, I think, so far it's in all of way comics. Up there. It's it is way up there. He's staring like, he directly outcla- at the reader in a very office way. He outclasses cocaine dandy. Yeah, he does outclass vile. cocaine dandy and beer dandy in a very heavy way. This is a sound of silence Nazi. <laughs> So, All right. yep. Yep. Wonder Woman jumps on the back of Sound of Silence Nazi, and she's just throwing the anchor around, beating the tar out of these Nazis, and she saves Steve. Not like, killing them. Not killing. Yep. Specifically not killing them, though I would posit that throwing an anchor at people could I mean, probably crush their shit out of them, but, yeah. I'd give her at least, I'd give her at least a single ding. No. 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 How heavy is it? It takes a lot to kill somebody, especially if you can get uh, medical aid to them pretty quickly. We don't know if a medical aid does get to these people. They're Nazis in Chesapeake Bay. Who's gonna troll them? But but no no. But they're in Chesapeake. Bay. All right, fine, fine. I've been overruled. Steve (laughs) gets his gun. They high five. That was good for them. They actually took talked me out of it. Wonder Woman cleans house, cleans up the deck. Steve and her kind of get Lila and they say and Lila says I'm worried about my poor foolish sister Steve's like don't worry about it so's Wonder Woman she's like I got it covered they get Lila back to shore we find Eve I don't know Shannon do you want to explain this so Eve is going through a very classic Dom subroutine where Eve is literally blindfolded on all fours and being spanked by a sorority panel while the girls are saying, You're a bum spy, Blondie. This is Etta Candy, by the way. You're a bum spy, Blondie. You can't even locate a piece of candy. I don't want to know where that candy was. No, like, they are specifically holding a piece... Like, as near as I can tell, Etta Candy is holding a piece of candy on a string in front of her. You're right. And doing, like, the bobbing for apples. She's like, kind of doing, like, a like, hypnosis can you candy find thing. Not, but, the, but, but, but she's blindfolded, so the idea is, like... Hey, can you find a piece of candy? And the person who is the the sub in this situation is like trying to Eve, yeah. like grab with her mouth, just trying to find the candy. And also, while we're at it, and I'm scared, yep. I don't know if anyone here actually knows the answer. Nope. Yes. One girl who's got the paddle spanking says, "You missed again." And then another girl is staring at Eve's butt. Saying, let's give her the Hitler cure. No idea. What I actually, I did. I did. Is the Hitler cure. I did try to clearly look this a up. sorority panel, paddle in the bat or in the butt. I, I actually tried to look this up. Nobody had any idea. At the best guess, maybe it's a situation wherein someone, wherein the uh, psychoanalysis of Hitler was, oh. Dude is uh, psychologically unbalanced because he doesn't have a good sexual uh, uh, satisfaction in life. 
What? But that's all I can come up with. That's, okay. that's entirely supposition. No oh one has my. any fucking idea. So, while Eve is getting the Hitler cure, Wonder Woman, Steve, and Lila appear, and Eve gives Steve the formula that she saved, which is great because mm-hmm. Eve proves that she's a true patriot. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> the chariots of fire. Um, I guess it's not actually American. And Wonder Woman says, I didn't tell you to torture her. And Eve basically says, these girls did not hurt me, Wonder Woman. They made a fool of me, and I saw how silly I'd been. I love my country as much as anyone, but I was scared and didn't realize what I was doing. Now I'm ready to take my medicine. Put on the handcuffs. Good for Eve, but it was weird that it took a weird hazing ritual to take care of that for her. And uh, after this, of course, Wonder Woman brings in uh, Eve. And at the end, Wonder Woman brings in uh, Eve as the suspected spy. The Colonel and Steve, of course, forgive Diana Prince, quote-unquote Wonder Woman, for being the spy. They say they're incredibly sorry. And uh, Wonder Woman forgives the Colonel. And, of course, several military officers come to Captain Steve Trevor going, Congratulations, Captain! It's all you! And he says, I'm telling you, I did nothing. It was Wonder Woman, my beautiful angel. Wonder Woman says, Oh, actually, Shannon, do you want to read this last panel by Wonder Woman? I certainly do get the worst of this deal every time. They suspect me of being a spy and arrest me, and Steve Trevor is so busy talking about this beautiful angel, Wonder Woman that he pays no attention to me whatsoever. I wonder if I am getting jealous of my other self. Which is a very Superman moment, because the moment that mm-hmm. Lois declares that she's in love with Superman, Superman goes into another room and bursts out laughing and says yeah. that he's in competition with himself, which we cover in one of the previous episodes. Which is healthier, to be laughing, but she honestly seems angry. to sort of be angry at Wonder Woman. Correct. Despite the fact that she is her. she It's not a persona that she has created. Wonder Woman is her. Uh, Diana Prince is her created She's fabricated too identity much into her fabricated part which is interesting because she is doing the exact things superman is doing she is wonder woman mm-hmm. superman is superman clark kent and diana prince are the alter egos it's very interesting that we have the two powerful individuals the two super powered individuals who are not from the common world of man who are in competition with their secret identity so That'll about wrap us up for this episode of DC Detectives. We have covered the first four issues of Wonder Woman that she's appeared in All-Star Comics as Sensation Comics. We're going to keep going to make sure that we get her. And with this interesting dynamic between her and Steve Trevor, we're going to see if we can probably try and get Arden Lee to come back on and talk about Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman because this is a very different man-woman relationship. It's actually healthy. It is, like, kind of, Let's in a weird talk way. about the fact that, unlike every single other superhero before now, this is a healthy relationship. He even treats Diana Prince very yeah. respectfully. Yeah. He likes her. He yeah. even yeah. says it. He she even saved says his it. life, essentially. He even says, like, look, Diana, you're a swell gal. I'm just in love with Wonder Woman. He's very honest about that, yeah. too. Steve I is actually do probably... I to help you because you made sure that I got good care. Steve is probably the best portrayed partner currently yep. in DC that we've seen. But we hope to have Shannon back for the next episode we do on Wonder Woman. You know where I live. I do know where you live. <laughs> um, and that's going to do it for us. 
DC Detectives can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. To stay in the know, check out our Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr pages. Visual aids, episode notes, and more can be found on dcdetectivespodcast.com. When we got back to the office, suitcases still in hand and ready to sleep off the vacation, she was waiting for us. She told us she had a case but wasn't a client. A lot of the groundwork had already been done by her, but there was still so much to do. I took a look into Marzen's life and feminist leanings, Matt delved into the contemporary lore, and Shannon gave us perspective. That was what we were missing. We could have looked at Steve Trevor's genial GI act all we wanted and still have missed the starry-eyed Amazon's misguided motivations. Perspective. This could be the start of something good.